What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! Taylor writes in. He says, Roddy, why do you keep that microphone in front of your face? I find it a little distracting, but enjoy the show otherwise. How about that? I moved it because my chiropractor said, Rod, your neck is getting screwed because you're leaning over this microphone <laughs> all the time. Can you pop it up? My, micro- my chiropractor is very happy. Oh, yeah. You guys aren't. I don't know what to do. Been in radio for 30 years. I never worried about what it looked like. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, it is, it is, it is. Welcome, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP Show. Canada's daytime sports talk show is on the air. RP here. Darren Moose DuPont there. We've got a lot to get to, so let's jump right into it. I I do want to say Hour one was on fire. We're on YouTube only in hour one. We had Brian Boucher with us from the NHL on NBC. Wayne and Victoria has just written in and said, wow, looks like I missed a lot in hour one. You did, Wayne. Breaking news from the Canadian Football League today. Rated by some as the number one pending free agent, Jeremiah Masoli has signed with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. It's massive relief in the hammer. The 32-year-old Masoli started the first six games for the Ticats in 2019 before suffering a season-ending knee injury. Head coach Orlando Steinauer saying in a statement, it's exciting to have Jeremiah back for the 2021 season. He is an established natural leader that has a strong work ethic. Anybody who's known him, has seen him play, knows all of that. But I still have Enoch Mwamba of the Hamilton Tiger, of the Montreal Alouettes rated as my number one free agent. So that's breaking news there. Coming up on uh, this program, this hour, Dan Cervelli out of Philadelphia will join us. Dan Cervelli from the Enterprise Sports Podcast. He's outstanding. And uh, we will get to some CFL talk, but first, let's go to the quick six show topics, please, Jordan, because we got a long ways to go and a short time to get there. Is the NHL 56-game compressed season causing a strain on anybody else's marriage? Just me? Point one last night, the Winnipeg Jets come back to knock off the Edmonton Order 6-4 at Bell MTS Place. One of 13 games. I'll say it again. This is me on a night like last night with my NHL center ice. It's like the lady at the bingo hall. And don't get at me for saying a lady, but it's just in my mind. That's what I see with 12 bingo cards, right? And a, a dabber in each hand. Yeah. Bonk, 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 bonk. That's me flipping through the channels, trying to keep on top of what's the best game. I can't. Now I see why our director of scouting, Craig Smith, has five TVs set up to watch football. 
and you know you could realistically keep your mind on all of them. Oh, yeah. You know, so anyways, it's after two periods last night, and the Jets-Oilers game's like tied or one goal game, and my wife comes downstairs with a bag of popcorn. At, when I say downstairs, into the living room with a fuzzy blanket around her, and it's, you know what that means. Time for Yellowstone. It's Yellowstone time. And I'm like, it's a one goal game. <clears throat> what do you think we watched? Yeah. <laughs> Yellowstone. <clears throat> so I missed the Jets comeback. I knew I would catch it on the highlights. And actually, I caught the somewhat scathing analysis of what happened to the Edmonton Orders as to how they just let the game get away. And you can look at it one of two ways. To another huge team-building win for the Winnipeg Jets. Like, look out for the Jets. But with the Orders, I don't get all of the sympathy, the outpouring of sympathy for the Edmonton Oilers. It's like a damn... Peewee team in terms of what people are saying. Oh, the schedule got to them. That's what our good friend Jamie McLennan Noodles said on SportsCenter. They were fatigued. Too many games. <clears throat> what? They've had how many months to get ready for this regular season? They're flying in first class. They are. I just think fatigue should not be a factor for any pro athlete anymore. Come on. Compared to what the players... I haven't officially become that guy, have I? (laughs) We used to go by train. We used to play five games in three days. Well, I'm not saying that. But those that say goalies can't play on back-to-back nights, come on. Come off it. I know I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but we're making excuses for the Edmonton Oilers. I did watch enough of it to know they completely unraveled in the third period again. And Connor McDavid said after the game, we're close. My question is, close to what? I think they're close to their season going up in smoke. That's what I think they're close to, but I digress. I'm sorry. There's my rant. Let's go to point two. Yeah, let's do it. The Leafs won at the Flames 4-3. Jake Muzzin shooting the puck at Matthew Kachuk at the end of the game. Hilarious. These two games and three game sets are becoming like little playoff series, right? Yeah. Rivalries are getting built up and ill will. But you're the resident Leafs fan. They're the number one team in Canada, the Scotia North Division. So are the parade's going to go down Young Street, Front Street, what? I don't know yet. They we have a, we have our next meeting. Um, I think it's in three weeks. <laughs> the <laughs> planning to committee start planning. Um, da, da, love da, to da, have da, a board da, da. Se- board seat. Right, I'm on, yeah. I'm on the committee. But um, no, it was good. They they came out and played like you expect them to play in the opening period and really dominated. Shots were ten to one. Then they sat back and Calgary, you know, took it to them for most of the rest of that hockey game. But there's enough firepower there that they were able to score. And those are entertaining games when your stars Matthews and Mar are getting it done on one side and Johnny Gaudreau on the other side. That's what you want in a hockey game. So it was wildly entertaining. And the puck move, I mean, Muzzin knew exactly who he was flipping that puck to. Make no mistake about it. But I, don't, I still don't like it. I don't like the post-game trash talk. I think it's cheap. I think it's unclassy. I just, I'm not a fan of it. Leafs are cocky. But it will be their, down, it will be their downfall in the end. So... The only reason that I'm cheering against the Leafs is because they got enough fandom in here between you and producer Clark, and yeah. I know you guys will be partying forever, never letting me let it down. That's the only reason. That's, somebody's got to cheer for the Western teams. That'll be me. There you go. And speaking of the Vegas Golden Knights, Canada's team came back from a 4-2 deficit to tie it up against the St. Louis Blues, went to a shootout, and they lost 5-4 to the Blues. 
Braden Shen, the former Wheat King, scoring in the third round. Kelly McCrimmon's first game as a head coach in the NHL because the Golden Knights coaching staff had to self-isolate due to a COVID scare. So the craziness continues. On to point three. Uh, hang on. Jeff in Winnipeg says, Matthew Kachuk is going to be the most hated man in the Scotia North Division. Going to be? Who's number two? What team does he not have a beef with now? <laughs> Who's even close <laughs> to being the most hated compared to Matthew Kachuk? He already is. Stop the presses. Breaking news today. Thanks, Clark. After seven seasons and two Grey Cup championships, as a member of the Calgary Stampeders, offensive lineman Shane Bergman has announced his retirement. Jeff, the Stamps fan, is already all over it. Jeff says, not surprised about Shane Bergman. This was coming. It's coming with like half the current CFL players, by the way. But hang on. Point three to me is if I was an NHL coach, and maybe some are doing this, I would break the 56-game schedule into eight seven-game weeks, seven-game series, if you will. I know goalies do. A lot of goalies do that. Kelly Rudy famously did that. And if you did that, teams are only in week two of their season. The Flames are only in week one. Would you make a generalization or a conclusion on your team based on being in week two or week one? So there are no conclusions to be drawn here. But when I say the Oilers are close to losing their season and going up in smoke, it's because of nights like last night. It's the exact same thing that cost them the problem with the series with Chicago. They're not learning anything. It's like the Dallas Cowboys. When I know knew in week four their season was over, remember when I was saying that? Yeah. Oilers, that's what we're close to, Connor. In terms of the overreactions, I mean, the Dallas Stars, the Florida Panthers, they're both 3-0. and oh. Are they playing in the Stanley Cup? Can we anoint them as playing in the Stanley Cup final? Probably too early for that still. But, yeah, I, I like that. It's still really early. Robert Kazakov watching. He says Patrick Laine is at the U.S. consulate doing his paperwork right now, according to TSN's Pierre Lebrun. Can I say this? The Jets haven't missed a step without Patrick Laine. And I know I said this last hour, but this may be the most ultimate example of addition by subtraction. And I love me some Laine. I, I love watching him. He seems like a great kid. But if you don't want to be here, you don't want to be here. That is a cancer that you need out. So you got rid of him and you're already better. And then you got Pierre-Luc Dubois coming in who is a proven player. This could be, are we declaring the Winnipeg Jets the winner of the trade today? We are. Works for me. Works for him. Moving on. Point four. The Edmonton Sun reporting. Terry Jones, by the way, no less, reporting that Scott Milanovic in his one year as head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos made $500,000 without coaching a game. And I'm just putting that out there. I'm not really willing right now to make an... It's an observation. It's not a... uh, Like it happened. I don't know what his pay cut was if he took one, but Charleston Hughes made $10,000 from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in 2020. Will the imbalance that has plagued the Canadian Football League ever be addressed, Darren, or is just the way this is the way that it is? With Shane Bergman retiring, well, of course. He's not getting a half a million dollars like Scott Milanovic. Of course he's got to retire. 
I got co- uh, players DMing me all the time saying, Rod, do you think we're going to play? I got this opportunity. But I'm like, don't come to me. Ask your agent. Ask your dad. Ask your coach. CFL's got a lot of problems, man. Is Alan the intern, the Asian sensation here? We were having a chat this morning. He brought up the term smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors works okay until a pandemic hits. The smoke's gone, and you got to look in the mirror, and that's where the CFL is at, right? Yeah. So I'm just addressing it again here in the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Come in and warm up at the Four Seasons. You're home for the NFL. Is this a like-it-or-lump-it situation for the CFL, or is something legitimately wrong here? There's an issue. You wonder if he, if he got the whole 500000 or if there was a pay cut, right, for, for Scott Milanovic. Um, it makes it awfully tough to go to government with your hands out asking for money, you know, to pay full salaries. Like, we're not interested in helping you out to pay full salaries. We're helping you, you know, pay for the bare essentials. It's like, you know, donating food to the food or giving money to somebody for food who really needs it. And they're out buying lobster. Like... No, I need you to feed your family. The essentials here. We need to make sure everybody gets fed, not one great meal. Then you're going to go hungry for the next three weeks. Yeah. Like, you need to be responsible. You need to show that you're responsible financially. Now, I don't know that he was getting the full paycheck, and it's not Scott Milanovic's issue at all. But it's a, it's a massive imbalance. It's an issue. <laughs> Back to what you said yesterday. This isn't anybody's fault. There's no blame to go around. It is what it is. Who's calling me while I'm on the air? What a day. <clears throat> Anyways. From Todd Pinkney, one of our viewers. Rod, you are not technical support for players in the CFL. There's an inside joke there, as you know it. Our viewer, Todd Pinkney, came to me about the fact that the Come On betting app was not working. Our official betting partner. I had to tell him I'm not technical support for Come On Canada betting. Don't tell me. But the thing with the CFL players, this has been going on for a long time. Who is, look, we've been on the air every day talking about the CFL, writing about the CFL, tweeting about the CFL. It's only natural the players would come to the visible person and and say, Rod, what do you know? And me given my age and the gray around my temples. So they're saying, what should I do? Do you think I want to be in that position? That's a lot of pressure. What am I supposed to say? No. I'm the one that they see every day. I'm the one that they feel safe with. And I'm not getting after you, Pinks, at all. It's a larger discussion, right? Yeah. But when people come to you for help or guidance, what are you supposed to do? I guess you could say no. That's not me. No. Point five... Aaron Rodgers to stay in Green Bay. This, to me, is just an open and shut case. And you were nodding your head when I addressed this last hour. After the Packers lost in the NFC Championship game Sunday, right after the game, Aaron Rodgers said he'd have to think about his future. I don't remember the exact quote, but it got everybody thinking he wasn't going to be back in Green Bay. And then uh, it was yesterday. He was on Pat McAfee's show. Our buddy Pat McAfee. And he said he'll be back. He sees no reason why he wouldn't be back. Well, that was 48 hours after the game. 
So another reason why I don't miss play-by-play. Interviewing guys after a game live, particularly coaches, but some players, they're not, they're blackout. <clears throat> you know what I mean? They're not even thinking clearly. Yeah. Which a lot of media is like, great, we'll get them to say something they regret. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm not comfortable doing this interview right now. Because they say things they don't mean, and particularly in the high-profile nature of professional sports, they're going to hold you to that. Fortunately, in the case of Aaron Rodgers, he can go on Pat McAfee's show and just calm everything down. But you see where I'm going with that. I just They should never have put any stock into what Aaron Rodgers said right after the game. Well, he said that there's a lot of people with uncertain futures, and he's one of them. You know, and it's not up to him. He's got four years left on his contract. It's up to the organization if they want to start the rebuild and move on. But he's... You know, he did say on Pat McAfee's show that he just came off another run to an NFC championship game, MVP season. We just won. It's like, I don't have any reason to believe that they wouldn't want me back. Yeah. And we don't either. Right. Why wouldn't you? Maybe want he was back? mad at his coach. You know, yeah. You know, and and for disappointed that you lost. Right. Anytime you lose and you didn't get to the to the top of the mountain, then obviously you're not good enough. And so things have to change. Maybe that could be the, you know, decide to break it up and, and start the rebuild. But when you're that close, it's hard to give away and give up another chance to get there. And with Aaron Rodgers, you've always got a chance to get there. Uh, John in Edmonton, John Kirby says, Rod, you got yourself in that position with the CFL players. Just accept it. I have accepted it. But I just know there's people out there going, how come they're calling Rod? Why aren't they calling me? You'd have to ask them. It might be a little something to do with the fact they trust me. From Bob in Grand Prairie. Rod, you keep referring to the Vegas Golden Knights as Canada's team. According to my friend Google, the St. Louis Blues have more Canadians. So what? It's all marketing. It's all a shtick. You can say whatever. How about Beyond Chicken Nuggets saying that they're chicken, but they're not. They're a plant. It's all marketing. There's no chicken in them, but they say they're chicken nuggets. I can't believe it's not butter. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just marketing. They're still Canada's team. And point six, Super Bowl 55, we'll be talking about a little later on. And whatever else comes up. Plus the CFL report. And the Prairie Mobile text line is obviously open. 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SaskTel mobility dealer. But we're going to get deep into the National Hockey League and whatever else comes up with our good bud Dan Saravelli next from the Enterprise Sports Podcast in Philly. You're watching the RP Show across North America. All 10 provinces and 31 states. On Game Plus Television, live daily on YouTube, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of The Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. RP Show continues. Episode 409 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show continues coming to you out of the bunker here in Western Canada. Shoot, we're still talking about the 13 games in the National Hockey League last night. I haven't even looked at tonight's schedule. We're going to go down to Philly now and join our buddy Dan Cervelli. Beauty from Enterprise Sports Podcast. The Flyers were going up against the Devils last night. I know we'll get to that. How you doing, Dano? 
I'm good, Rod. How you making out? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's uh like minus a million up here. How are things in Philly weather wise <laughs> right now? You're wearing a scarf out of doors or what? How how's your winter? It, 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 it's not too bad yet. Uh, it hasn't been too bad today. It's pretty overcast, a little bit of rain, but yeah, not too bad. I think it's about 45 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is Celsius, but yeah. It's a little above zero Celsius. So yeah, it's cool. It's, it's yeah, it's good. It's good. But hey, it's we, a we, day for Canada. Well, it's, <laughs> it's a t-shirt weather. Are you kidding me? It's tanning. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's turned into be a bit of a Philly day, right? We had Brian Boucher with us last hour, and now yourself from the Enterprise Podcast. And, the, you know, the first time that we talked on this show, the, there was no NHL, right? We were talking about if the NHL gets back and what it's like in Philly when the Flyers play. Now we're into it. We're like, we're in week two, I've reasoned it, in uh, the NHL, if you break yes. it into segments. What's your assessment of the Flyers so far? Well, my assessment goes up and down with the Flyers because last week I felt good about them. They started out hot, and now Carter Hart is not looking like he did in the beginning of the season. So uh, there's some inconsistencies there, and uh, I know Brian Elliott played last night. They got the win, but uh, like I said before, the Philly fans, they uh, they never uh, stopped jumping the gun, and they've done the same thing with him. Now they're getting on him because he looks a little bit slower, they're saying. He doesn't look like he did last year in the playoffs, so. It's an interesting time to be in Philly. That's all I can say. <laughs> Look, I'm looking up the schedule, the standings, but also the temperature. I think, you know, Todd Pinkney, you probably conferred with him. He's like Philly's biggest fan in Saskatchewan. He says that's plus four Celsius, what you got right now. He goes, that is flip-flop okay. time, flip-flop time. But look, Dan, you follow the Canadian media. You follow <laughs> us closely, and you see that we're all just going nuts about the Scotia North Division, and it's awesome. Every night's a heavyweight battle, right? Oilers, Jets last night, <laughs> Flames, Leafs. Now, you guys are in the Mass Mutual Division? Am I right on that? That is correct, yeah. Okay, so is it, is that, is it as exciting there on a nightly basis with the rivalries? Yeah, it is. It's just it's just weird. This whole year's just been weird. It's just like the no fans thing to me. I feel like it, you notice it the most in hockey. Would you agree with that? Of course. Well, yes. Ish. I'm still watching. It hasn't turned me off, but I'm I, I'm really starting okay. to think that it sucks without fans more and more as we go along. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I've noticed it the most with hockey over anything. You know, I've been watching a lot of college basketball, like the Sixers. I've been watching. And football. Well, football now has fans, and they're probably going to have fans in the Super Bowl there because being in Florida, Florida really just kind of breaks all the rules. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I, the Super Bowl looks to have <laughs> – it's like $9,000 a ticket I've seen, but, yeah, they, they will have fans there. Um, well, listen, you brought a Super Bowl. Roxanne Theros from Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, one of our great partners of the program, she says that is a nice Eagles shirt. Are we segueing to the National Football League now? Do we gonna go, want to go there now? Let's do it. I'm okay, let's it. do it. Okay, <laughs> so what is your take on the Eagles firing Doug Peterson and the fact that they've still got a headache there in their quarterback room with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts? Like, what's your read on the firing of the coach? Let's start there. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, first of all, the coach should have been fired, but the general manager should have been fired before him. Uh, Howie Roseman over the past couple of years has been a monstrosity with drafting players. Uh, their talent selection has just been completely off the wall and just passing up on guys that are now superstars in the NFL. So I, we've started a petition, 
And we're walking around Philadelphia and trying to get as many signatures as we can for the Eagles to fire Howie Roseman. So that, that's been our goal as of late. He needs to go. So, yeah, with the new hiring Nick Sirianni, I don't really know too much about the guy. He's uh, been under Frank Reich, who was here when the Eagles won a Super Bowl. He was been, he's been the guy's offensive coordinator for the last three years. So we're going to see. I really, like I said, I really don't know too much about him. Uh, trying to be hopeful, but like you mentioned with the quarterback situation, it is a uh, it is an interesting time. Dan, I can't I can't get off this. Okay, you just won a Super Bowl three years mm-hmm. ago. What's with you, Philly people? You're on Doug Peterson's butt. You're on Carter Hart. Like you know the reputation of Philly fans. You're there. <laughs> Do you realize the reputation of you guys? Like, why are you so hard on your people? Because we expect to win all the time, and that, it's just how it is. It's just the, the Philly fans are just very impatient. I don't know if it's just a Northeast thing. I mean, Boston just continues to win every other year. But the Philadelphia fans, we're always starving for a new champion. And, uh, yeah, we're very impatient, as you can see. But my point is I'm not sure that that's working. I mean, is there <laughs> no, a statue? Not. No, it's not. That's my point. But is there not a statue of Doug Peterson up out front of the link? Or, or, or like I heard that. Was that a joke? Or did they put one up there after they won the Super Bowl? No, I believe it's out front of the uh, practice facility. It's not out front of the link. It's him and Nick Foles, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Viewer Greg Clevgard says the Eagles fans are planning an insurrection. Oh, boy. You know what he's talking about there. But, I, like, are they that fired up in Philly uh, with, with, with their football team? Are they that upset that the team missed the playoffs this year and were miserable? Well, I think you have to be. I mean, you look at how well Carson Wentz was a couple years ago and how things actually were just three years ago. Like you mentioned, they won the Super Bowl three years ago, and they go now to having the sixth pick overall in the draft and winning four games. Or was it five or four games? It doesn't really matter. Either way, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> Um, you know, it's a pretty bad downslide to where they are now. And, uh, I don't blame a lot of coaches for not wanting to come to Philly and have to deal with this. The owner gives no control to the coach and he gives it all to this guy who's the general manager. And this guy is just a, it's, he's a bonehead when it comes to evaluating talent. And again, the Eagles have passed up on so much talent and they're now they're in the place where they are because of it. Dan Saravelli with us from uh, the Enterprise podcast in Philly. And uh, the RP show is carried in Philly on cable down there. I got a few more questions for you. I got a real whiz bang coming up at the end. But can you give us an NBA? We got a lot of Eastern Canadian viewers, huge Raptors fans out there, Dan. You mentioned the Sixers. Like, I almost had to go back and check to make sure they were still in the league. I know they got Joel Embiid and they got some stars there, but. Your take on the Sixers season so far and where this franchise is going. The talents there, they've made some upgrades in the offseason. They drafted um, the guy from Kentucky. His name is blanking for a second. But they've added uh, Seth Curry. Uh, They've added some other three-point shooting. Well, the Raptors' former player, Danny Green, he's on the squad now. So they've surrounded Embiid and Simmons with some perimeter shooters, but... Ben Simmons just is not blossoming into the player that uh, the Sixers thought I think he was going to be. He doesn't shoot the ball enough. And I'm not saying he's not an all-world talent. It's just he has not taken that next step to the superstar that they thought he was going to be. Embiid, on the other hand, Embiid's just unbelievable. The Sixers can't win if Embiid doesn't play. And it's shown this year they're 0-4. 
Yeah, no kidding. Mick Panko uh, writes that. He says, trust the process. What are we talking about here, Mick? The Sixers or just sports overall? Um, and I guess as we continue through the but Philly the process, sports. The process, have you heard about the process? Do you know about the process? No, tell me about the process. Okay, so you haven't heard about the process. Okay, so the process all started with Sam Hinkie, the former uh, Philadelphia Sixers uh, general manager when they drafted Joel Embiid. And, you know, they tanked for all these years, and then it became the slogan, trust the process, when they were starting to build their team back up. And now it's been an ongoing freeze now since they drafted and beat in 2014. And this is where we are now. It's just been the last six years. So they're kind of beating this phrase to death. I think it's almost a running joke at this point. <laughs> okay, I got Listen, I got to tell you, Dan, what's going on here in Canada. You're expected to know the lines of the Winnipeg Jets and the Orders and the defensive pairings of the Flames, not to mention the offensive line of the Buccaneers and the Chiefs. And <laughs> it's, it's a lot to keep your mind on. For me, anyways. For, for, you know what I mean? So the nickname of Joel yeah. Embiid, sorry, it slipped by me of what's going on with the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Todd Pinckney says, by the way, Philly is in a great position in all sports. Hart, Hertz, Harper, and Howard. Let's just talk about the Phillies for a second. Where, where are they going to fit in? Well, they've acquired some bullpen help. That, that's been their Achilles heel over the past couple of years. But they just signed, uh, how do you say his name, Real Muto, uh, the catcher. He's arguably the best catcher in baseball. And uh, they just signed into a big five-year deal, I believe, yesterday. I think it was yesterday. So that's that's something exciting. They didn't think they were going to have the cap space to hire him, but we're bring him back. So, you know, the Phillies are kind of an unknown. I mean, you have the superstar in Harper, but the bullpen and their pitching has been their problem. And if they don't, Get that fixed. It's going to continue to be the problem. Okay, sounds good. And my and my last one. I encourage all of our viewers to download Enterprise Sports. That's Enterprise with a Z, or follow them on Instagram because you do a live podcast on there, Instagram Live. And by the way, cool. but I did my first ever on Saturday, breaking down the Patrick Line trade, and it works pretty dang slick. I mean, that's the way to go. Yeah, maybe we should just talk about the Enterprise Sports Podcast for a second before I bring up your most famous guest that you've ever had, and you know where I'm going with that. But just talk about your podcast, by the way. Our podcast, yeah, you can find us on all networks. Uh, we, you know, we cover just a little bit about of everything. We're on TikTok, we're on uh, Instagram, we're on Facebook, Twitter. You can find us basically anywhere, and we do just comedy, sports, uh, sports interviews. Sports skits, getting big on the TikTok, right? I don't know if you're in the TikTok world, but uh, we're growing on that as well. Uh, well, I had TikTok. I deleted it because I got tired of uh, teenage girls and Lululemon just bit bopping to hip-hop songs. Is that what you do, Dan? Yeah, we jump around and listen to hip-hop songs. Now, we do, we actually, uh, we've been doing... <laughs> We've been doing uh, this thing called a Megal, which we go and we put headsets on and basically just broadcast what people are doing in front of us. We, they are people we don't know. They're strangers. And it's actually taken off. So go look up Enterprise Sports on uh, TikTok. You're going to laugh. Trust there me. you go. Now, you had supermodel Holly Sanders on like just last week. And we've been getting Correct. emails from her PR company about getting her on this show, by the way, because she's, she's been on Fox Sports. And... 
She's almost also famous for swimsuit modeling and all the rest. And uh, watching you try and be serious and be Dan Rather doing that interview was probably the most entertaining thing of the year so far, Dan. How was it doing that Instagram Live with Holly Saunders? Please tell me. It was very satisfying in a sense of we had uh, kind of a, a beef, I would say, about a year and three months before that. So we actually uh, just kind of made a post uh, referencing her in Vegas, Dave, uh, if you're familiar, familiar with her uh, ex, I think, boyfriend or fiance, whatever it was, Vegas, Dave. And uh, he was much shorter than her. And we made a post of Shaquille O'Neal standing next to Earl Boykins and kind of compared the two and said Shaquille was uh, Holly Saunders. Uh, Earl Boykins was Vegas Dave. She didn't take a liking to it, and she kind of came at us about it. And uh, I just responded with, I look forward to meeting you. Did I think I would uh, end up meeting her a year and a half later? No, but it, uh, you know, it's funny how things kind of play out. And she was super cool about it, and she apologized for what she said. And uh, yeah, we're all good. Maybe we'll get her I, on again. I, I, I watched it with interest. And, folks, you can go back and watch it on their Instagram page right now at Enterprise Sports. So I think Dan's got a Jersey Shore episode to get ready to for here. So good-looking guy there, Danny. Thank you for coming on, man, and uh, keep in touch. All the best down there in Philly. Absolutely, Rod. Thank you so much for having me again, guys. You bet. Dan Saravelli joining us from the Enterprise Sports Podcast. Are you all right over there? We've got a camera guy in here just about fell over the couch. I saw that. <clears throat> what a day. CFL report. The uh, I'm doing it again. We have a sponsor for it, and they tell me that I can't announce it yet. I don't know quite why. But anyways, breaking news today. The Hamilton Tiger Cats have re-signed quarterback Jeremiah Masoli. The 32-year-old Masoli started the first six games for the Ticats in 2019 before suffering a season-ending knee injury. Head coach Orlando Steinauer said in a statement, it's exciting to have Jeremiah back for the 2021 season. He is an established natural leader that has a strong work ethic. Uh, furthermore, more breaking news out of Calgary. Today, after seven seasons, 93 regular season games, 10 postseason contests, and two Great Cup championships as a member of the Calgary Stampeders, offensive lineman Shane Bergman has announced his retirement from the CFL. In a statement, Bergman said, The time has come to close this exciting chapter of my life. I have been lucky enough to make a career playing a sport I love for the last seven years, but all good things must come to an end. While I did plan to return for the 2020 season, COVID had other plans. COVID takes down another, but Shane Bergman is a Calgary Stampeders great. We salute him for a tremendous career. Ottawa Red Blacks have signed four players, including all-star punter Richie Leone, Red Blacks also signing defensive back Randall Evans, offensive lineman Mark Cordy, and receiver Anthony Coombs. Uh, Leone was named a CFL All-Star for a third time last season. He had a career-high 131 punts with the Calgary, or sorry, for the Ottawa Red Blacks, averaging 48.8 yards. And I got to say this again, wide receiver Martavius Bryant, who has not played in the NFL since 2018, because of an indefinite suspension for multiple drug policy violations, has signed with the Toronto Argonauts of the Canadian Football League. His last season in the NFL was in 2018 with the Oakland Raiders. He had 266 yards in 12 games. Played that season while under a year-long suspension for violating the NFL substance abuse policy. It was under appeal, so he was able to play. In 2019, he applied for reinstatement but has not been reinstated by the NFL 
but the CFL signed him. And I thought for years the rule was that the CFL wouldn't and couldn't sign players that were suspended in other leagues. But I think COVID has thrown all the rules out the window, and it's every man for himself. And I don't have anything against Martavius Bryant. Today is my six-year sober birthday. I'm all for second, third, fourth, and fifth chances. I'm just wondering, what do we have rules for? Dupes will join us next. We got viewer takeover coming up, and I got to get to some messages here on the Prairie Mobile text line. You can reach us here in the bunker at 306-840-8777. That's 840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SaskTel Mobility dealer. You're watching the RP Show across North America on Game Plus Television in all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Okay, welcome back, everybody. We're jumping into... um viewer takeover for a second because I got some interesting text messages here. Moose DuPont's here. Yeah. You slid out during the Cerevelli interview. slid back in. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is going on around here today? Doors are slamming. Camera people are tripping uh, over couches. Let's start locking the door to just the Just trying to do a live show here on national television. Don't worry about us. You just go about your business. Ray from the six writes in on the Prairie Mobile text line. Hi, Rod. Doug Peterson did not turn into a buffoon in three years. I think the GM can take a lion's share of the blame. Fans in Philly at least have a Super Bowl. Be a Leafs fan. Nothing close to a championship since 1967. DuPont and I are very patient. I guess that would be a word to describe Leafs fans, eh? Patient. Where do you think I? Get I would have from? said suckers. But you'll take patience. Okay. Yeah. We're sprinkling our love all across the country today. Uh, Chuck from Winnipeg writes in and says, Pierre-Luc Dubois' father is the assistant coach of the Moose. Well, I think that's going to help. Can you just, I think we can say this word on national television. Read that text the way that it came into me, please. Oh, sure. You want me to read it. Read it. Read it. (laughs) (laughs) Say it. Pierre-Luc Dubois' father is the ass, ass coach. period coach, assistant coach. He's the ass coach of the moose, Chuck from the peg. What do you think I thought when I saw that at first? I know. I was waiting for it to be like a donkey joke or something. <laughs> right. Uh, John in Edmonton says Disney World is advocating to move the Olympics from Tokyo to Florida. Did you hear that, Rod? Because of the success of the NBA. No, my Tokyo Olympics insiders didn't inform me of that today. But it is in the sports update. So uh, we have more hot news right off the press today. As insane as today has been, there's been a lot going on as well in sports. For instance, George Springer met with the Toronto media today. He says he's excited to be a part of a young, talented team like the Blue Jays, a club he believes has plenty of potential. The three-time All-Star outfielder was introduced by the team today after signing a $150 million six-year contract last week. Springer, one of the top players in this year's free agent class, 
put on a white Blue Jays uniform at the start of a video call with reporters saying he's extremely happy to be joining Toronto. The 31-year-old made his big league debut with Houston in 2014, spent seven seasons with the team. It all sounds good, right? Oh, yeah. What I say? These are all like marriages, all smiling on picture day. <laughs> More than half end in divorce. The Vancouver Canucks will try and ride the momentum of Monday's win over the Senators tonight when they host Ottawa for the second time in three days. Vancouver's offense came alive for a 7-1 victory last time out. It was Ottawa's fifth loss in a row. Chicago at Nashville is the only other game on tonight's schedule. The Raptors and Bucks meet for the first time this season tonight when Toronto hosts Milwaukee in one of 12 NBA games. The Raps are 5-3 and three at home in Tampa, Florida. And here you go for John and Edmonton. Organizers and the IOC are finally going public with their planning, hoping to push back against reports the Olympics will be canceled with Tokyo and much of Japan still under a state of emergency with the COVID-19 cases rising. The rule book that the IOC and Tokyo organizers are set to roll out next week will explain how 15,400 athletes and tens of thousands of others will try to safely enter Japan when the Olympics open in just under six months. So I would suggest, John and Edmonton, your report of moving to the Florida bubble is fake news. Yeah, I would agree with that. Probably fake news. But on the side of moving into the bubble, I figure I, I think it would be similar to the World Juniors in Edmonton and Red Deer. Um, they put it in Edmonton, not because, you know, I don't believe that they put it in Edmonton this year because it was supposed to be in Edmonton. I think they put it in Edmonton because that was the safe place that the NHL executed their bubble and they had a blueprint. That's why they're going back to Edmonton and Red Deer. So just because if they do leave it, move it from Tokyo... They could go right back, and it wouldn't, you know, but I like that they're, they're still planning to roll it out overseas. This sports update for the Tab Brew House and drive through liquor store at the corner of Rochdale and Pasqua, and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, RP, showers get, uh, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. Are we eligible to go for a break, guys? Let's do that and come back with overtime right after this. Thank you. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV, live daily on YouTube, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. And Moose DuPont and the entire gang. We've This entire tumultuous program. I think we have now left turbulence. You're now safe to return to your seat. That's what I think. Yeah, and you think that the meal is going to get served and everything's going to be kosher <laughs> and now it's time to land. Yeah, we're landing the plane here. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, what happens first? Which of these three options? The Atlantic Schooners play a game, the Leafs win a cup, or Bo Levi appears on the RP show. Things have really changed. What are they saying on Facebook, Darren? Bo Levi's leading, but it's really a three-horse race. It is on Twitter as well. Yeah. I you, think, you people I think that's know what, something that I don't know. I think that's what they want to see. 
They're not answering <laughs> the question the right way, but... You know, hey, they're getting romantic about what they'd want to see. The question is, which of these things will happen first? Not what do you want to happen first? But you're right. It's pretty much a dead heat. <clears throat> but listen, Charleston Hughes told me Saturday night that he's like, no, Bo hates you. He ain't coming on your show. <laughs> Hurt my feelings so bad. Um, it will be a monumental day when he does come on, and he will. Interesting point here from Brady in Saskatoon. Writing us on the Prairie Mobile text line. He says, hey, Rod, I find it a joke that the Baseball Hall of Fame couldn't find players to induct based on their character. Isn't Hall of Fame based on their career? That's from Brady. You know what he's alluding to? Here's for those that don't know. The Baseball Hall of Fame won't have any new players in the 2021 class after voters decided no one had the merits on the field or off for enshrinement in Cooperstown on this year's ballot. Kurt Schilling was the closest in voting. The right-handed ace who won three World Series titles finished 16 votes short of the 75% threshold necessary. Like, I, if he's not eligible to get in, what is? Three World Series with three different teams, I might add. I know. I think baseball is, might be the most difficult Hall of Fame to get in. Am I right? Yeah. And... and, and, and Hockey makes, with all due respect to our friends in Toronto, a lot of the inductees make no sense to me. And although as much as I love the Hall of Fame debate, it's my favorite. I loathe talking about draft classes and draft prospects. I loathe it. Primarily because I haven't seen these guys play. So I'd rather talk about the Hall of Fame debate. But the fact that Darren Fleury is not in the Hockey Hall of Fame is an absolute sham. And then you see the hockey pundits, not, forget about the voting people, you see the pundits, the media saying, well, there's a stigma around Theo. Well, how do you think that's sitting with me? Oh, a child sexual abuse survivor? He's not good enough for your Hall of Fame? Don't want to be in it. Although Theo does, and it bothers him that there's a stigma around him because he had addiction issues. <clears throat> see how much, I could have gotten triggered there, but I didn't. You- you know how you get over that stigma. Let them in the hall and acknowledge, yeah, but not, that, we, but and acknowledge that we can get past the stigma. And, and that's the, the point. The stigma won't be there. So <laughs> the football halls of fame, if you didn't let in anybody who used steroids, <clears throat> it'd be a lot smaller. Yeah. And with baseball, they're not letting guys in that use steroids. Where do we draw the line on what's acceptable and what's not? As one of the Sutters told to me, and I won't say which one, but he said to me, Hall of Fame's full of guys I wouldn't let walk my grandkid across the street. So who is going to be the moral authority here on who gets in and who doesn't based on using steroids? It's a pretty good all-star team of guys that aren't allowed to get in there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right? Roger Clemens should be in. Mark McGuire, obviously. Barry Bonds. Other sports don't have a problem with it, guys. It becomes an issue of credibility for the Hall of Fame, too, right? If it's only about the good guys of baseball, then you end up with a WCW NWO thing, right? You know, or, you know, is it more legit for the, you know, you start recognizing these guys in the Hall of Fame doesn't matter as much because we make up in our mind that Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy, these guys are legends of the game. 
Clark's asking, is this a face-off segment? What are we facing off about? <laughs> Apparently it is. It's there us, you go. Us against the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, so we're together. We're taking the draw together for the first time ever. Yeah, I'm the winger coming in to help out. Uh, Mick Panko, one of the viewers, says there are piles of guys in the hall who have less publicized addiction issues. The generation Theo played in an era, things made so much more public. Jeff, the Stampeders fan, says Flurry not in the hall is probably similar to Bo not being on your show. It's about contrition and sincerity. Uh, I'm going to, again, back off from the ledge and not get triggered. What are you saying? Theo's not contrite and he's not sincere? Have I missed something? He's become a very good friend of mine. What, Theo's sitting there going, what more do I need to do? I got sober. I've apologized. I'm helping other people. What more does Theo need to do? I may have misjudged what you're saying, I, and I hope that I have. Well, the, the Alberta people are really alive. Oh, yeah. Jack in Vulcan, Alberta, let those among you without sin cast the first stone. Oh, yeah. Hall of Fame's going to wag their finger at who can get in and who can't based on steroids. Oh, okay. We all know the records don't mean anything anyways that they broke. Roger Maris. The records were broken. Why did they allow that? Who gets to decide? Are we saying put him in the hall or not put him in the hall? I'm saying saying put him in the hall. So am I. You can recognize him in a wing of the hall of steroid users. Sure. But put him in the hall. Give him their own wing. Sponsored by Pfizer. <laughs> Corey, and, uh, Corey DeTavio says it's too cold in Manitoba. We can't think today. See? <laughs> Must be warmer in Alberta. Anyways, listen. The, the uh, face-off is brought to you, as always, by the Mad Greek Restaurant in Moose Jaw. Available for licensed dining, takeout, or delivery. Head to themadgreekeatery.com. And for ultimate fans on Moose Jaw, your one-stop shop for the sports fans on your list. And I should mention in the time that we have left that uh, Kinsman Telemiracle 50-50 is live. For all you Saskies out there, I only I don't need to tell you what Telemiracle means to this province. Telemiracle5050.ca where you can purchase your tickets. Just go there now. Got to be 19 years of age or over and physically in the province of Saskatchewan. So get your peeps here in the rectangle to buy your tickets for you. And the announced uh, announcement of the winner will be on February the 27th. That is for Telemiracle 45. Yeah. We're good. We're good. All right, going to be talking a lot of hockey tomorrow on the program. I want to thank Brian Boucher today from the NHL and NBC, Dan Saravelli, and most of all, you. Thanks for putting up with us and the zany hijinks that come along with this show on a daily basis. And we'll see you tomorrow, 10 a.m. Central on Facebook Live and noon Eastern right here on Game Plus. So I punched him. Of course you did. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.